Hey, before we get into the show, just a quick word uh, from our sponsor, Dave's Discount Dildos. Hey guys, Mike here again for davesdiscountdildos.com. Look guys, the, we just launched uh, our partnership with them, I mean just recently, and these guys are already innovating what, they, what they're doing and bringing new products to market uh, these guys are—they're going hard uh, in the paint out there in the in the discount adult novelty marketplace, um, revolutionizing the game with their their new patented um, 21 point inspection and triple wash process uh, to bring you the best in used adult toys. Uh, they are now breaking into the used adult protection market. That is right. Hey guys, you know, it's 2021, we're all about being safe out there, we've been dealing with COVID for the last year, uh, now that the vaccine's out, people are getting back out there, look, you're going to get back out on the horse, you're going to be hitting the bars, you're going to be hitting the strip clubs, you're going to be hitting Tinder, and uh, you got you to gotta protect yourself against, uh, against STDs, man, like, COVID's one thing. But uh, COVID's going away. You can beat COVID. You're not going to beat herpes. Okay? So protect yourself at all times. Go to davesdiscountdildos.com for their all-new line of used adult protection. They have got every every offering you can think of. Um, again, utilizing their 21-point inspection and three-stage triple wash process. Uh, they are bringing you lightly used, previously pleasured condoms and dental dams. That is right. Look, guys, you got to make sure you're keeping your oil game clean as well. Everybody's out there eating ass. Um, do it responsibly, okay? Take care of you and your partner. If you're going to eat ass, use a dental dam and, and use the best in used dental dams that Dave's Discount Dildos has to offer. Um They've got every every type of condom you can think of out there. Um, you know the rib for her pleasure, um, spermicidal condoms. They are actually they've they've got their own uh, flavored spermicidal uh, lube that they're using on their new uh, used spermicidal condoms. So you don't got to worry uh, about a few of your swimmers maybe leaking out. They're going to get killed right then and there. You do not want to pick up a baby mama and end up with child support and Dave's discount dildos is here to make sure that doesn't happen by offering you discounted prices on adult protection. Again, don't, don't let high condom prices keep you from wrapping your tool gents and ladies the same, same, same for you ladies. If you're out there getting it, uh, make sure you're getting it wrapped up. All right, don't don't always depend. So these, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit bags out there. All right, so make sure you've got you've got a, a pack of condoms on you as well. Hey, and look, you know, the Dave's recognizes what's going on in the marketplace right now. Uh, they've got an, a variety of sizes from Magnums all the way down uh, to the 22s. Um, whatever you need, right? If you're packing some serious meat heat, they've got you covered. Hey, if you're if you're rocking, uh, you know the Vienna sausage, they've got you covered there too. 
no matter length, girth, Dave's Discount Dildos has got you covered. Check them out. Uh, again, same with uh, with their with their discounted dildos. Promo code Hacky H A C K Y. Enter promo code Hacky at Dave'sDiscountDildos.com. You will receive ten percent off. You will receive free shipping, and now for a limited time, you will get a free sample of the new discounted adult protection products. Um, you've got your choice of condoms or dental dams give it a shot give it a try dave's you know they're really out there they're gonna they're gonna give it to you free they want you to see just how good a quality their product is they want you to get out there and test it out and uh you know what better better way to do that than than doing it for free so again promo code hacky dave's discount dildos.com again that is promo code hacky h-a-c-k-y at dave's discount dildos.com uh, tell them Hacky sent you. What's going on? Welcome back. If you are a return listener, all five of you, if you're not, hey, welcome. Uh, you probably won't listen after this, so let's give it a go. Why? Uh, let, let's let's do it. Mike here, back with you guys. Um, trying. I, I look. I've I've been trying to record multiple episodes, but I, I sit down. I record stuff. And it just, to me, it's just not interesting. It's just me talking, which I guess a lot of podcasts are. But I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm not a comedian. I'm not a professional. I'm not a, a talking head. I, I don't have anything specific, I guess, I want to talk about. You know, I don't have a, I don't know, I don't have a theme, I guess. Like, that, that's called, you know, my midlife crisis. But I'm not really going through one. I mean, I kind of am, I guess. I don't know. It's, I don't feel, um, I don't feel like I'm going through one. I think I was for a little bit, but I think it really was just more of my mental state as opposed to like an actual midlife crisis. I just turned 39. I don't think I'm necessarily, at least anymore, I guess it's near midlife. I don't know that I would call myself middle-aged yet. I guess I'm, I'm getting close. I'm creeping up on it for sure. I don't know if 40 is still considered middle-aged. Um, you know, I, I don't feel old. I don't feel old. I know in the eyes of, you know, 20-somethings and obviously teenagers, I'm fucking old. But I don't I don't feel like an old man yet. I've got some old man tendencies for sure. I, I know that. And I will be perfectly fine transitioning into that role. Like I am, I am there. I'm ready. I'm ready for that. Quite honestly, I think for the past few years has been a little bit of a limbo. I think between being a, a young guy and being, um, you know, what would be considered, um, an old, an old guy. But, uh, here's one thing with, with kids that decide to walk fucking slow in front of you as I'm pulling up to some gentlemen that think they're fucking cool by doing that. I, I, that That's something, there's an old guy tendency right there. The old guy tendency is to want to run these motherfuckers over my car. Plain and simple. That's what I would like to do with them. And that's definitely an old guy thing, for sure. Um, but, not going to do it. I'll, uh, I'll avoid it. Though I really want to. 
but yeah, I've, I've been in this limbo kind of stage between young and old. It's been an odd kind of thing. The, the way, I, the way I've said it before is I've been between shopping at Tilly's and shopping at Tommy Bahama. Like, there's no in-between, at least, from what I see. I mean, I guess, what, is Old Navy, is that the, is that the in-between? Is that the go-to for the, the folks, the guys my age? You know, I don't... Because Tilly's, I walk into a Tilly's, and I, maybe that's a regional thing if anybody's listening outside of California. Tilly's is like the, I don't know, what would you call it? The young, young, young people store. It's the, the, the kind of the skater, surf, wear, that kind of lifestyle clothing. I don't know. The, you know, place where you find that kind of shit. Um, like a Zoomies, and maybe there's a Zoomies where you guys are at if you're listening outside of California. Um, that kind of a store, right? Like, I walk in there, and it just, it makes me feel fucking old. Like, instantly, I feel old walking into that store. There's, there's everybody in there, even probably the people my age, they don't look my age. Yeah, that, and I'm fucking fat, too. So, like, I don't know. This stuff doesn't, doesn't go well with the fat guy physique. I'll say that. So... I, but Old Navy, and look, I've got some clothes from Old Navy. Um, I, I, I've definitely got some some things from there. But I don't, I don't want to be. I don't know. I'm not in that preppy kind of fucking mode. It's not my style. It's not my thing. So I guess I'm in this this weird in between place. I like um, fall and winter. I wear a lot of flannels. That's my go-to, and I think that's a definite. That's a staple for for the fat guy. Like, if you're a, a husky boy, if you're a husky man, got a little extra pounds on you, flannels are the best. I mean, they're just, they're they're flattering. They You can wear them fucking all throughout fall and winter. Jeans, you want to go with some, some chinos or whatever the fuck, some dickies, some slacks. You can, not slacks really, but some khakis. You can kind of dress them up depending on the flannel. You know your, your footwear that you go with. So winter, winter and fall easiest for me. Rock flannels, I'll, I'll go that route. But spring and summer, especially out here, it's hot as balls. It, it's we're in this nice little. Our springtime is like you know two months, if that, before it's going to start getting just uh, uh, just oppressively hot. <laughs> it, it is going to be fucking ridiculous so it, it's shorts it's shorts out here and I, I I know that's frowned upon for some reason in uh in some circles you know but I'm not wearing jeans when it's 110 outside not happening it, it's it's too damn hot for that so it's shorts weather it's what were you may right now it's it's basically shorts weather from here on uh up until probably October it, it's gonna be hot so, shorts, t-shirts, that, that's where that's where it's at for me, summertime, a polo, I guess, it's it's just hard, man, I'm, I'm, I'm fat right now, I, I keep repeating that, but I am, I'm fucking fat, like, there's no, I guess my, my generation, 
and we're, I think we're probably the ones that probably started the whole fat shaming bullshit, but I'm fucking fat, I'm 245, I'm 5'8", 5'8", 245, I, I mean, that's, that's, that's not even NFL fucking player, like, that would be a, a, a stupid large, uh, fucking, if there was a running back that was 5'8", 245, the guy would be a wrecking ball, and I am no, I am by no means a wrecking ball, I am a fucking fat bastard, that's what I am, so I'm gonna keep repeating it until I motivate myself to not be a fat piece of shit anymore, which, which look, I'm, I'm not, I have no desire to have abs, like zero, none, and I've seen this thing, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about, is, uh, for whatever reason, I think Will Smith started this shit, but now you got all these, uh, these male celebrities that are coming out on Instagram and Twitter, whatever the social media is, and they got this whole dad bod challenge going on, and you got these guys that are, uh, that are middle-aged, these guys are all older than me, they're all in their fucking 40s and 50s, some of them probably maybe early 60s, I don't know, but these guys that they're fucking actors, they're, they're, they're celebrities, and they got dad bods, and for some reason, they're ashamed that they have dad bods, and are vowing to, to get into shape, to get to be, to get muscular, or get ripped, like fucking, like I said, Will Smith, Will Smith posted on there, he's not, he's not fat, he's got a fucking dad bod, he's got, he's got the body of a man who, who had to deal with fucking Jada Pinkett Smith and his eccentric-ass kids trying to raise them not to be fucking train wrecks in Hollywood and a wife that, you know, got in a fucking entanglement and put him on blast in front of the whole country and, and all the while paying the fucking bills. That's not a dad bod, man. Actually, you know what it is? It's a fucking dad bod. But uh, dad bods are fucking earned. They are earned. I don't know if I've brought this up in a previous podcast or if it's one I've deleted, but I, I strongly believe that dad bods are fucking earned and so are mom bods. So uh, look, if, if you're pushing a few kids out of you and you're not, you, as a woman, you don't have abs yet, that's not a problem. You, you, you fucking earned it. You earned that. Now I'm not saying for either one you become a sloppy fat piece of shit because that's not good right as as a man you don't want to get like i'm fucking fat like i'm not enjoying this i I can't think that my wife enjoys looking at this though she would never tell me she you know she she would never and i've asked but she would not she doesn't have it in her to say yeah i i find you fucking disgusting (laughs) i i got i venture to say most women probably would not say that, would not do that. Some would. Uh, I don't have one that, that, that goes that route. And it looks same for women. Look, you got a mom bod. That's fine. But you, you know, look, don't let yourself go completely go. It, it's, it's, it's not good for you or your husband or your, it, it, it's both sides, right? Both sides. Don't let yourself get sloppy fat, but the dad bod, like Will Smith, he's not in bad shape. He's just not fucking ripped. You know, he's, he's not movie ready. 
uh, who was the other one? Uh, one of the Wayne's brothers. Like, again, dude, he's not ripped. He's not showing abs. He's not shredded like he's, you know, getting ready for a fucking superhero movie. But he's not bad. He's not in bad shape. He's just not fucking cut. And these guys are, you know, challenging each other. Get the fuck out of here, man. Get out of here. I'm, I would like to get to the point where I've got a dad bod. That's, that's the level of fat I'm at right now. Like, I would be completely fine rocking a dad bod. Um, I've got the fucking, I've got the retiree bod right now. That's what I've got. I've got the body of a man who wears denim jeans, Nike Monarchs, and a big dog's t-shirt. But that's not my, that's not where my head's at yet. So I think I gotta, I gotta do something. And this isn't that of being body shamed or fat shamed or... Uh, anything like that, trying to live up to an expectation because I don't have unrealistic unrealistic expectations. I don't have body dysmorphia. Um, I will never, and I mean never, have abs. It is not in the cards for me. I genetically, it is not there. And I've always, I've always had a gut. No matter how much I've weighed, I've always had a gut. I was 125 pounds in high school. As a senior, I probably weighed maybe 150 as a senior in high school. I think I got up to 150. When I started, I was 125 pounds. I remember that. I might have been 150 as a senior. I know when I got out of boot camp at like, I think it was 19, yeah, I weighed like 134 because I just I fucking lost weight in boot camp because they starve you. Especially, yeah, they, they starve you. So it's what it is. Um, so I've never, like up until now, I mean back then I was not a big guy. I don't have a big frame. I don't have fat guy arms. That's how I know I'm fat. Remember that movie, uh, what was it? It was, uh, I think it was Ray. With uh, Jamie Foxx, he was playing Ray Charles, and he had that thing where he, you know, his little trick because he was blind to check out, see if a chick was fat or not. He'd, he'd touch their forearms because, you know, usually they if it was a real fat girl, she'd have that fat girl forearm. Which, by the way, like how fucking ridiculous! The motherfucker's blind. <laughs> he was fucking blind, <laughs> but he couldn't bear the thought of being with the fat chick. <laughs> Which, look, if you are blind, if you're going by by feel alone, just by touch, I mean, you're going to rather probably touch a fat chick. She's, she's going to be softer. It's going to be more cuddly. There's going to be more, like, it, that's, a, that's a better feel on the hands than, like, a, a hard body, like, fitness girl. But this, but that fucking guy, he was like, nope, don't care. I know I'm blind, but I'm not fucking a fatty. You got to have that. That is fucking vanity right there, man. He's like, hell no, not fucking with a fat chick. Even though he wouldn't fucking see her. <laughs> he didn't want those fat arms. But so that's how I like, I'm not, I don't have fat man forearms. Like if you were to, my forearms have not changed in size. Neither have my calves. Like I don't have the fat guy calves. 
You know, they're not these giant fucking calves because they're holding up a, a fucking fat person. But, but the recipe, it's all, and it's all gut. It is 100% gut. That's, that, that's how I, I mean, and it's always been that way. Like I said, when I was the skinniest I've ever been, I didn't have anywhere close to abs. I had a fucking belly. How I had a belly, I have no idea. But I had a belly at 125 pounds in high school. So abs is out of the question. Now, it's not impossible. It's not physically impossible. I I could do it. But the amount of work it would take to do it is it's just not worth it whatsoever. It's completely pointless. The amount that I would have to starve myself and kill myself to to lower my body fat percentage to the point that I could see defined abdominal muscles is it's too much. It ain't happening. It's just not, not going to happen. So, but I, I would like to get maybe dad bod fit. I'd be completely fine with that. Totally fine. I know. Here's the other thing, man. Like I, I there's, there's gotta be, at least if I was a, if I was a woman and if you didn't know I wasn't a woman by now, I mean, sorry, spoiler alert. If I was a woman, I was married to a guy that was in my kind of shape. And that guy all of a sudden just got super into shape. I mean, I'd have some questions. Like, okay, why? why? Like, you want to get, you know, be healthier, get your cardio up, you know, work out. That's one thing. But you're trying to get fucking shredded abs as a 40-year-old married guy? Mm, Something's up. So, dad bod challenge. Say just fucking no. Say no to the dad bod challenge. Embrace that shit. Just fucking embrace it, guys. If you got a dad bod, you you probably earned it, man. You fucking earned it. If you're a married guy with kids, you're paying bills, you earn that shit. Stop it. I'm not going to go too long, because I may have already gone on to this rant on one of the other ones. But it's just something that came up again. This this dad bod challenge and I my vote is no I, I will not be participating in the dad bod challenge but yeah I, I guess the, so the, 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 the theme maybe is I, I guess I'm in between I'm, I'm an in-betweener at this point in my my life I I don't have I said, I'm not middle-aged. I'm not young anymore. I know that. Like, my dad will tell me I'm young, but my dad's, like, fucking almost 70 years old. It's all relative. Like, everything's relative. So to my dad, I'm young. To me, I know I'm not. You know, my kids, I'm fucking old. Um, even though I'm not crazy older than them. I'm I'm old. And a lot of it's my personality, too. Like, I've got, a, I've got an old, grouchy man's personality. That's how I roll. So that doesn't help matters either. But that being said, I'm not ready, man. I'm not ready yet to go. I'm not ready for it yet. I will be ready when the time comes. And I will fully embrace it. I fully will. I've said, I've responded to guys on Twitter. I've told friends. Like, 
man, the guy that you see at the Home Depot wearing, wearing the, you know, that, that old man uniform of the big dog's t-shirt tucked in with the leather woven belt with the denim shorts with the fucking Nike Monarchs. That is the most free man that you will ever see. That is the freest man in the world. That guy does not give a fuck. Zero. Zero fucks given from that man. He's, he's, he's past it. He's done with it. He's good. He doesn't give a shit. Doesn't give a fuck. Like, what? I mean, he's, he's probably married. Probably been married for 30 some odd years. So, like, he's not worried about trying to get ass. His wife probably stopped banging him fucking 10 years prior. So he's not worried there. Like, that freedom, Jesus. That's a that's a whole different type of freedom. So that, That's a whole different life right there. So when that time comes, I'm going to fully embrace it. But I'm not there yet. So I'm stuck in this limbo. I'm stuck in between. Still listen to punk rock, right? Still into that shit. Still listen to some some of the newer hip hop. Try to stay hip. Try to stay up on things. I like to drive my kids nuts by throwing out their Gen Z bullshit lingo. You know, no cap. I like to tell them that stupid shit. Every once in a while, I'll dab on them just to really just annoy them and just be totally cringe, as they as they call it. I go there with them. I like to keep. I like to. I like to do that. That is one of the funnest parts about being a dad. Is is the dad jokes? I mean, and the dad jokes, they're fun to make up because they're just cheesy and corny. But it's really more of the grown reaction you get from your kids because you're just annoying them, which is all payback. It's it's all it's all payback for them annoying you as they were little kids because they will. If you don't have kids. And you're like, oh man, I can't wait. I'm going to have kids. They're going to annoy the fuck out of you. They're going to. Because little kids are cool. They're they're really fun. They're really fun. They're, they're cool. They're these cool things. These cool little people you get to hang out with. But they will fucking annoy you. To no end. With all their questions about everything. Always wanting to eat your food. I mean, they just, they can be a pain in the ass. It's just, that's just how it is. They're kids. They're fun, but they'll annoy you. So at this point, you get to flip the script a little bit. You get to fuck with them. You get to cringe. You get to say terrible dad jokes and just annoy them. It's fun. And I enjoy, I take full advantage of it. I enjoy the hell out of it. But I guess on that topic, there was a, um, a Saturday, Night Live, Saturday Night Live. I should just say SNL because apparently I can't talk. Uh, the latest... SNL episode, uh, which had Elon Musk, which everybody was losing their minds over for some reason. And I got to get away from saying everybody, because obviously it wasn't everybody. It was a fucking, probably a handful of people on Twitter that, for whatever reason, got butter. And even, I guess some of the cast members were, were bent out of shape, which is like, you know what? Fuck off. SNL cast members that had an issue with Elon Musk hosting, hosting, like, your show is garbage. Nobody watches it. There's a reason that they continue to have to bring back funny cast members from back when, like, it was worth it to watch. 
They keep having to recycle people. They bring back cast members who were funny to get people to watch. Like, they had to bring in fucking what, Alec Baldwin to play Trump because they needed people to watch. And now that Trump's out of office, now that you can't make your entire show about making fun of the guy, nobody is fucking watching. Like, nobody. So they got mad about Elon Musk being on, which, again, you're welcome. You should be thanking the fucking guy because people actually tuned in to see what he was going to do. Um, and, and look, I didn't watch. I don't watch Saturday Night Live because it's fucking terrible. I've I've watched it here and there over the like past year or so, and it's just it's been a disappointment every time. It's terrible. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but it's it's not good. I I don't want to be that bandwagon guy that oh SNL sucks and I mean it was bad. It was better back in my day, but I'm going to. It's it's not good anymore. It really isn't. So Elon Musk goes on, and, you know, the, the, the folks of Twitter lose their minds. A few of the cast members get butthurt, tweaked out that, you know, I don't know what, he didn't earn it because he's a billionaire. I, why I don't know. Elon Musk is bad for some reason. Uh, but I guess there was a sketch, I won't call it a skit, like Elon did, and belittle... I, I know, apparently that's a that's a very it's a bad thing. You can't call it a skit, even though that's what it fucking is. It's a goddamn skit. These, the people take themselves too seriously. That was another thing. They got mad. One of the cast members got mad because Elon called them skits. He didn't call them sketches. The sketches are way, way more. They're better. <laughs> they're fuck fuck out of here. It's a skit. Do the same shit the kids do in high school. The the kids do in middle school. It's a fucking skit. Anyways, uh, one of the sketches uh, that that they did apparently it was some sort of woke woke hospital. I guess was the the premise was these kids were Gen Zers or whatever were in this hospital and they were dropping all these. Um, like Gen Z woke terms, terminology, lingo. Um, again, I didn't watch, didn't watch the show. I just saw it on, I think on Twitter, somewhere online. But I guess there was some backlash um, over the use of these slang words like no cap and oh, fuck I don't even remember what, what the other ones were I just I know no cap that, that's the one I know I know no cap <laughs> um, but apparently people are accusing SNL of cultural appropriation because Gen Z slang and I'm 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 looking this up right now because I, this is this brand new to me. Uh, apparently, Gen Z slang is it was misappropriating AAVE, which is African American Vernacular English. So apparently, that's a thing now. Um, African American 
vernacular English. Um, I, 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 I'm not at a loss for words. I'm not at a loss for words. And apparently, Michael Che, who is uh, an African American, he's black. He's a black comedian. He's probably one of the only decent fucking people on that show. Uh, willing to kind of take some chances and throw a little, not even risque, but it's risque for Saturday Night Live. Throw some material out there. They may get some groans, some booze. Um, he uh, he he came out. He was the one that wrote it. It he, he was kind of taken off guard because he didn't even know what the fuck AAV what AAVE. Like I don't know. That's a first for me. I don't know who the fuck came up with that. Good on you. Um, but apparently, AAVE, African American Vernacular English, which, please don't cancel me for saying this, how black people talk. Apparently, it is not okay for you to to use these words because they were not made up by you. Like that, that's, that's where we're at now, where... Pop culture references, the way people talk, slang words, which, yes, black folks, you guys come up with the best slang. White people aren't that creative. They're not. I mean, unless you want to talk about golly gee. <laughs> maybe we, maybe we, white people need to really bring, that's what we need to do. Not and me, Half of me, half of me as a half white male. Half white, full cis. Um. We need to bring Golly G back. Because apparently you can't you can't use any sort of slang or vernacular that was created by black people in this country. Which makes no fucking sense. It makes none. I mean if that if that logic, then if you are an African American, you shouldn't be speaking English. You should whatever fucking dialect Whatever language was belongs to the country in Africa that you are from, you should only be allowed to speak that. Because if you're speaking English, then you're culturally appropriating white white people. <laughs> that lo- if that logic's fucking re- that's dumb, right? I almost said the R word. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. But it's it is that. It's it's fucking moronic so that was the big to do Elon Musk I don't know how he did the the big news with him is uh, apparently he's the first um, first toast that had Asperger's I refuse to call it Asperger's it's Asperger they they really should have named it something else I'm sure it's named after somebody or a doctor but that was a terrible that was a terrible choice, because to me it's Asperger. Which th- there's a there's a an idea for a restaurant, Asperger's. I'd eat there. I, I I think America would eat there with our fascination anymore of eating ass. If you had a if you had a restaurant called Asperger's, then that would be the shit. Pun intended. Asperger's. So that could be instead of Hooters, we just because look. I mean, look. I like tits. I'm, I'm, I like them. They're cool. I'm more of an ass guy myself. Now that doesn't mean I don't like tits. You can like both. 
and I tend to enjoy both. Um, but I do, I am, I am an ass man. So there, there's an idea. And the Hooters girls, I mean, they wore the short shorts, but I want a restaurant with girls with just fucking donks, just fat, big, sloppy asses. And that's what I'm going to call it. There it is. Nobody steal this shit. It's on my podcast. It's recorded. If somebody comes out with ass burgers and it's a restaurant that specializes in burgers and is served by waitresses with gigantic, thick asses, like, I'm fucking suing you. Ass burgers. <laughs> but Elon Musk, I guess, is the first SNL host with Asperger's, which, okay. Congratulations. I, I mean, I don't, we're so wrapped up anymore to being like the first this, the first that, the only this. And we're like, the world has become a baseball statistic. You know, the baseball stats is like, oh, you know, the, the guy's first in history with uh, runners on first and second and uh, a 3-2 count and, uh, and, and a dome ballpark. He bats highest batting average in that scenario. Baseball is a fucking stat for everything, and, and now we're, we're getting that way with life. Life has become sabermetrics. So now we got to keep track of the first Asperger SNL host. So Elon Musk, congratulations. You're the first Asperger fucking SNL host. I'd venture to say probably the first car maker. I don't know. Unless Lee Iacocca was, uh, was hosting SNL back in the, in the K-car days. I think that, that's probably also a first there. The first Asperger car maker to host a comedy show based in New York. Because if Elon Musk, if there's a comedy TV show, if they bring Mad TV back and it's based out of LA, you know, then he, he would be the first host with Asperger's to, to host a comedy show in Los Angeles. So we gotta gotta make sure we really drill down on that one. So that was that was the, the big to do. The big thing that came out of Elon Musk hosting SNL was cultural appropriation of AAVE, which funny enough, the sketch was written by the black guy of the group. <laughs> but he culturally, I don't I don't know. I guess it, it wasn't it wasn't right to have the white actors and actresses I don't know if they call them that. The, the players. I think that's what they call uh, folks in a sketch comedy group. They call them players. Because they're playing. So that that was the big to-do. Elon Musk, I don't know how he did. I'm, I'm assuming he did okay. I mean, he couldn't have made the show fucking worse. I, I, I don't want to pile onto that fucking show. But it's shitty. It really is a shit show. There's guys out there right now online posting far funnier shit. Way, way funnier. And, and look, I get that it's on network TV. I mean, that's got to be... That, that comes with its own difficulties. The censors and sponsors and all that. So, I, I mean, I understand a little bit. But at the same time, it's so fucking weak. It's so weak. 
there are funny fucking comedians, like stand-up comedians that are putting out content. Like that's what this this whole pandemic, which I fucking hate calling it that, this whole situation it it, it caused it caused a lot of creativity, which is fucking cool. There's stand-up comedians that are putting out their own content on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, YouTube. I mean, fuck Andrew Schultz. I don't know that you have that guy blow up as big as he did without things being the way they've they've been for the past year. The guy had to really really rely on YouTube. He already was prior to this shit, like really pumping up his social media, but at, because of it, he, he blew up. Tim Dillon, right? Like the big, the big well-known guys. Those guys have been, have been killing it on there. But there's some guys I follow too that they're like these East Coast dudes. They put out some funny shit, man. It's like some really funny content on YouTube that is far more watchable and far more entertaining than these fucks on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live do. So I don't mean, I don't know if there's no moral to this, but go check some shit out online, man. Check some of these guys out. If you're listening to me and you're not one of these guys that, that I'm talking about, which you might be, since since I don't have a shitload of followers on here. Um, but like... I, I, I talk a lot of shit on this guy. I like to fuck with him online. He's, he's, he's funny. I, I honestly, and if, if you're listening, Jonathan Tilson, if you're listening, dude, record some of your sets, man. Put some of that shit out online. Like, but this guy, if you don't know this dude, this guy's name's Jonathan Tilson. He's a, a comedian out of Boston. Um, him, his, his buddies, like these, these Boston guys, they put out some funny shit, man. Like check out their, their YouTube channels, check out their, their Twitters. Like they've got some funny, legit funny shit. And they're not sketches per se, but the stuff these guys are doing, stuff these guys are putting out way better than anything you're going to see on Saturday, Saturday night live. I'll stop dumping on that show, but check out, check out some, some guys online, man. YouTube. I've gotten, I've gotten away from watching really TV in general. I don't watch it. I don't know if that's a the old man in me or if that's the the millennial in me. But I don't watch TV. I don't watch cable. We've got we've got YouTube TV. You know, we cut the cord. Streamers. Um, but I don't watch anything on it. The only thing I watch on it's baseball. I watch my A's. That's it. I, other than that, I don't like my wife is probably the only one that watches it. And it's for all those bullshit, you know, women yelling at each other, people hoarding animals and furniture shows. She watches that shit. I watch YouTube, which I don't know if that's lame or not, but I, I watch the stuff that's on YouTube. All the podcasts, comedian shit, car washing shit. <laughs> that's why I drive my kids nuts because I watch videos on detailing, like I'm going to be a professional detailer or some shit. Before that, it was barbecue. I used to drive nuts watching barbecue shows. Now I watch detail shows. Um, but I watch, that's what I do. I watch YouTube. I don't watch TV. My wife watches TV. She was watching Hoarders yesterday, which ugh, I can't stand. And my wife has got, we've got we're the whole, you know, the opposites attract thing. 
we're definitely like in line with that that stereotype. My wife is a very calm person, very level-headed, calm person. Doesn't get riled up about shit. Very rarely does she get like legitimately pissed off. But when she does, it's that's a whole different ballgame. Me, I'm I'm perpetually fucking pissed off at something. Everything fucking annoys me. Like everything. So like she's watching hoarders and she can watch this shit. Heartbeat, heart rate doesn't doesn't alter. Smooth. Resting resting heart rate is fine. No change. But I'm watching this with her. And this lady is insisting on keeping just junk. Absolute garbage. And she's trying to rationalize and argue with these people that are trying to get this shit cleared out of her house so the city she lives in doesn't kick her out. And like I'm watching this and all I'm like I'm getting incensed with this fucking person because they're being a moron and I want to reach through my TV screen and grab them and, and fucking strangle them. Meanwhile, my wife can she's watching this and just calm. No reaction. I'm like, how the fuck? How can you watch this and not get angry to the point that you want to like throw something at the fucking TV because these people are being fucking idiots? And she's she's like, I don't know. It just doesn't bother me. I can't stand that shit, man. That other one, that 600 pound live show, that is my least favorite of the fucking shows she watches. I. I fucking hate that show. That that show drives me insane. The only thing I like about that show is Dr. Now. Because Dr. Now is a fucking gangster. I I love Dr. Now. Dr. Now is the shit. If you haven't seen My 600 Pound Life, watch it once. That's all you need. Just watch it once. You don't don't need to watch anymore. Because it's all the same story. I gotta take a quick break. I will come right back. I will continue on with my hatred of My 600 Pound Life. All right, I'm back. My my 600 pound life. If you haven't seen this show, it's it's about morbidly obese people uh, that are usually around 600 pounds or more, um, and their we'll call it their journey uh, to losing weight, to getting the the weight loss surgery. I think the the lap band gastric bypass surgery and it's uh it centers around this clinic in houston texas uh, that's run by this uh this this doctor this fucking old dude uh doctor jesus i i don't know nozardin i think nozardin he goes by doctor now and uh it's a i hate this show I fucking hate this show. My wife loves it. She watches it all the time. And it's just... It's hard for me to sit and watch it with her. But it's... this The show, again, it's about these fat fucking people who decide that they need to, you know, lose weight because they're going to fucking die if they don't. Uh, and their their journey to do so, doing so with the help of Dr. Now. So... These people have gotten fucking huge by just, you know, 
eating obscene amounts of food and not doing anything. Some of these people, you know, they, they have to get cut out of their house. Like, you know, you've probably seen the news stories back in the day where, you know, some, some person, some fucking obese person had to get taken out of their house by an ambulance and they had to, you know, literally cut a fucking wall open to get them loaded up and it was like a fucking UPS truck they had to put them in. That's that's what's going on here. It's people who are that fucking big. Some of them can't move. They're immobile. They're bedridden because they're just that fucking job of the hut fat. Now, some of these people have a, have some self. They have a self realization. They have a moment. They figure out that they're going to die if they don't do anything. So they they stick to this program. The the program. This, this Dr. Now guy, he doesn't fuck around, man. He puts them on this, like, crazy fucking diet, which he has to because they're morbidly obese. Their body could literally sustain just eating itself for, for a ridiculous amount of time because they're just full of fat. I mean, their body could just cannibalize itself by not eating, and they would survive. They'd be okay. But he, he puts them on this pretty, you know, low-calorie diet. He starts getting them to do activities. He needs them to get to a certain weight loss goal in order for him to approve them for the the lap band gastric bypass surgery, which really helps them lose weight. Now, again, some of these people do great. They listen to the doctor. They follow the program. They're, they stick to it. They want to get better. They get the surgery, and they're good. Right, they lose all the you know shitload of weight. And they're healthy and they they live. They do well. Others don't. Others are fucking assholes. Some of them are fucking just complete mental cases. But a lot of them are just fucking assholes and they lie. They they they're paying and I fucking I these a lot of these people don't have jobs because they can't fucking get out of their house. So I, when I say they're paying, I mean, I mean the fucking, probably the taxpayers wherever they live are paying for them to go through this program. Either way, somebody is paying money for these people to go to this program. A lot of them don't live in Houston, so they have to travel there. They've got to rent a fucking, you know, a minivan to get them in, to drive down to Houston, to stay in a hotel, to go see this guy. And they fuck off the whole time when they're not there, when nobody's watching them. Well, the fucked up part is their cameras are there with these people. So, like, in between their visits with this doctor, they're shoving their faces full of fucking pizza, fried foods, sodas. I mean, they got their kids, like, you know, they're, they're, it's like they're making drug deals with their fucking kids. They got their kids, you know, buying fucking Domino's for them and bringing home two liters of fucking Mountain Dew. And they're sucking all this shit down, eating it. And they're doing all this shit they're not supposed to do. And then they go, they get weighed in, and, you know, it shows that they lost no weight or they fucking gained weight. And Dr. Now doesn't give a fuck. Dr. Now, that's why I love, the only part about this show I like is Dr. Now. Dr. Now is a fucking gangster. This dude, he's this old, I don't know what fucking ethnicity it is, but he's got this this accent. He's a, he's a shorter guy. He's an older guy. But he lets these fatties fucking have it. <laughs> It's fucking awesome. He does not give a shit. He doesn't hold back. He tells them straight up, you're not following the diet. You're not following it. There's no way you're following this if you're gaining weight. And the people get all tweaked out. They get upset. They start talking shit to him. He's like, what? You're 
you're not you're not doing it. I'm not approving you. Come back when you lost weight. And so I I mean you could see, you can tell when these episodes start, like how they're gonna go. I I am I'll be in debt. I, I root for the people to fucking die. <laughs> Which does not my wife doesn't like that. Uh, but I don't root for everybody to fucking die. I don't root for that for every single person. The people that are being assholes, I'm like, fuck, you don't deserve it. You don't fucking deserve it. If you're being an asshole, you're being a piece of shit to this guy that's trying to help you. He's, he's trying to do what he can to, to get you to lose weight so you can get this life-saving life saving surgery. And you're being a fucking asshole to him and lying. Like, fuck that person. I want to see the... I want to see the the end credits roll and it says, you know, unfortunately, they fucking died. <laughs> I fucking hate that show. My wife loves it. She watches that shit all... I don't know why. I don't know why. She And I've brought this... I know i said this before. She watches all those fucking shows. But that, of all the shows that she watches, that's the one I, I, I fucking hate the most. That, that show is just... It's terrible. It's aggravating. It's it's not... A, like, she'll watch it. It's like, it'll be dinner time. And she's got them like... What the... Fucking change the channel, man. I don't want to see this fat fucking person, like, cleaning the fucking folds of their legs and got these pustules in their fucking crotch because they're just all moist. She, she'll watch how we're eating dinners. Like, I can't. I can't do it, man. And I'm not squeamish. I'm, I'm, I'm not... The gory shit doesn't bother me. But that shit's just fucking disgusting. That shit's Gross. Those shows are... What is with women? You guys like gross shit. Like hoarders. Hoarders is gross. These people living in their own feces. Fucking dead animals. Stuffed between couch cushions. You know, you got these movers going in there. You know, digging through maggots and shit. Dr. Pimple Popper. That's a... That, that shows... That show is disgusting. And it was women. Women got that show on TV. Women like my girls loved watching that shit. Blackhead extractions. It's fucking gross. Women talk about men being gross. Like yeah, we're we're gross in the the, the sophomoric sense, right? We like dick and fart jokes. We like talking about fucking jizz, squirting. We're in a nasty shit. We're not in a gross shit. Women are fucking gross. My feet are killing me. That's another one. That's fucking disgusting, man. Ugh. My wife disgusts me sometimes. Nasty show she watches. Drives me fucking nuts. She gets mad at me for watching fucking barbecue videos or detail videos. Meanwhile, she's watching people, you know, get their fucking bunions removed and whatever gangrenous fucking legs... Because they're so fat and fucking dirty. Ugh. But yeah, the barbecue videos annoy her. <coughs> Fuck that show. Don't watch that shit. It's disgusting. Anyways, I think I'm going to wrap this one up. I think I got everything out that I need to get out. This is this was version, I don't know, number 50. The, the amount of these that I've recorded that I've immediately deleted been ridiculous. I don't know why, but this one seems like I'll, I'll stick with this one. I'm headed to the coast tomorrow. Got some work shit to do down there. Uh, I might feel inspired at some point during the drive to, uh, to fire up the old recorder 
and uh, record some some shit. Who knows? We'll see. May may get bored in the hotel room at some point. Take a break from uh, eating pizza, drinking wine, and jerking off to, to to say a few things. Don't know. Don't know. Going to my happy place. Got some work to take care of tomorrow. Uh, so I'll definitely be working, doing some things out there. But when it's when it's time to stop, definitely gonna enjoy little coastal air, some fresh air down there. Kind of, it's a nice reset. Gets the batteries recharged. Getting down by the ocean for me. So I'm looking forward to that. So that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. Um, I think this is the point where I'm supposed to say subscribe. I don't know, man. Do what you're going to do. If you follow me on Twitter, my my handle, I go by Hacky McHackerson. I think like the actual at, it's it's some fucking name and a number because when I joined, I didn't, couldn't think of anything really at the time, so I just made just whatever up. And that's what it gave me, so that's what I stuck with. I think there's a way to change it. Pretty sure there is. Seen people do it, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe at some point I will. But uh, other than that, I'm gonna, I go by Hacky McHackerson on there. Um, check me out. 